Yeah, game right. on. Game on. It's we're at the tailgate. I like how it's a capital B and a capital S. We have always been the no BS tailgate. Hey, this is Andy Nazaroff, and you're listening to The Tailgate Show with my co-hosts Jason Ferris and Janet Miller. We bring you a no BS approach to hot real estate topics. Thanks for listening. Here's this week's show. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of The Tailgate. I'm Coach Andy Nazaroff. This is Coach Janet Miller, and uh, Coach Jason Ferris is not with us today, but no worries. He is actually uh, doing some really productive things, onboarding a uh, a new team to our organization at EXP. Excited for him and uh, for the organization that we'll introduce in the very near future. Um, But hey, Janet, we get to tackle a topic together um, that I think both of us have personal experience with, as well as, um, you know, experience helping our clients and and uh, colleagues work through the issue of fatigue in real estate and how to recharge yourself. So anything you want to add to that? Well, I think it's interesting when we do our planning meetings, right? We obviously always have a list of, hey, here's the topics that we could talk about. But then we always do a check-in, the three of us, and we always say, hey, what's most relevant right now? What's most important right now? And we all agreed that, yeah, we're all of feeling this like this is what's really relevant right now and this is why we're talking about it today yeah so how do you want to kick this off i know you've we you know we've been more organized recently and we've got which is scary because the show is called the tailgate and it's supposed to be informal and yet we need to get organized otherwise we ramble on for 30 minutes and we have an hour-long show so we said hey let's get a little bit more organized and have a 30-minute show and let our audience get all the content right up front um, so why don't you rattle us off of where you want to take us today? Yeah, well, we said there's there's three things that we wanted to, to talk about and tackle. So number one is what are the signs, right? What are the signs that you're in danger of a burnout, not only physically, but emotionally? So yeah. that's number one. And then number two is the importance of your schedule. Like does, mm-hmm. is your schedule causing you to burn out and what does your schedule need to have or not have in it? Yeah. So that was number two. And then number three was just some hacks for dealing with this and preventing yeah. this in the future. So those were the, those were the three things that we wanted to tackle. So let's start with the signs. The warning signs. How do you know that you're really experiencing fatigue? I mean, I actually think the obvious ones is the physical fatigue where somewhere in the afternoon you're done. You need like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. You feel like you need to take a nap or you can't go on without a cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, the, the other maybe obvious sign is the only way you can wake up in the morning is with a <laughs> cup of coffee and or three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the other thing I find is that, you just can't get motivated to do it. Like they're, you're using words like, I know I should, I just, I just, I can't do this anymore. Like I know this is what fuels my business, but I just can't. I've had, I've had one of those places um, in the past where, you know, I get up and I look at my calendar for the day as part of my morning routine. And I, I just regret looking for, you know, looking at, oh my gosh, I got so much to do today, kind of a comment. 
And I know we'll talk about a hack on that later, but I think that's a, that's a sign for me, the number one sign for me personally, the number one sign that I'm dealing with something that needs to be adjusted. I'm dealing with fatigue and something in my routine or my diet or whatever it might be needs to be adjusted. And that's decision fatigue. Okay. um, You know, I will come home and dad, this dad, that dad, dad, dad. And I just, I can't like, I literally cannot make another decision without having some form of refresh and reset and fill my brain up or clear my thoughts or give me a minute. And so, yeah, I call that ostrich mode, right? You just put your head ostrich mode, ostrich mode, right? You just put your head in the sand. Right. You bury your head and you're like, okay, I'm just going to wait for the storm to pass. Yeah. But as we know, that's not that's not a solution. And, you know, I think it's important for people to recognize that it's okay to do what you're saying to do, which is like, go, guys, I just I need five minutes. I need 10 minutes, whatever it is, because I think we tend to think that we have to be leaders all the time and perfect all the time and always on. Yeah. And recognize you're going to be a better leader, a better father, a better whatever if you recharge. 100% agree. Right. So if, if those are the, is there any other signs? Are we missing anything? So I think decision fatigue is one of them. I think lack of motivation is one of them. I think like physically just feeling like, ugh, is, is definitely one of them. Um, yeah, it's just, I think what people have to remember is emotional fatigue can present itself with a lot of physical signs. So listen, just listen to your body, listen to your body for sure. Yeah. I think there is a recognition of, of several of those things, the emotional state, the attitude, you know, yesterday I, I found myself in a place where I ate really good all day, but I waited too long to have dinner. And so, you know, the line you're hangry, Yes. I was hangry. I was definitely yes. like, oh, I'm so tanked. But it's um, there's an acronym that I learned several years ago that when you're feeling triggered by, you know, whatever it might be, it's halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And if you're oh, experiencing awesome. one of those four things, you're probably going to be triggered by stuff really easily. You're going to be emotionally sensitive. You're going to be short with people. You're going to be wanting to take a nap. You're going to be, you're going to probably want to go indulge in something you shouldn't hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And I think it's important for us to remember if you're on the receiving end of that. Mm. So let's say, you know, you and I were working on some business project and you're acting hangry. We on being on the receiving end, we've got to remember it's the way you're projecting yourself. You might not even realize it. Right. And we just have to stay, take a step back and go, hey, like, are you okay? Like, you're not the energetic, positive guy I'm used to working with. Is everything okay? Rather than going, uh, what the heck is his problem? Right? So I, I, have a, I have a kid. I won't name names, but I have a kid <laughs> who in the afternoon might be a little extra grumpy mm-hmm. uh, or lethargic. And I will say, hey, what would you eat today? You know, like what you just said, stop being so grumpy. What is wrong with you? Or what'd you eat today? A bagel. That's it. (laughs) Like, 
okay, let's address the nutrition issue first. And that's probably why you're such a grump and you're so lethargic is because your diet stunk today. And, you know, I think we have to be, um, give each, give each other grace right now, because a lot of like, this is outside of real estate, but a lot of businesses are really short staffed. A lot of people are taking on roles and responsibilities. They're not always dealing with. So, you know, if you go to a restaurant and you get lousy service, yeah, we, we deserve to get great service, but let's give each other grace, right? Maybe, maybe, that, maybe that person is handling double shifts or whatever it is. Well, I gave that person grace two nights ago and I gave them three tries. And on the third try, when I asked something and they completely ignored me. Well, okay. Sorry, that's all those my tip kind of reflected the lack of service. So yeah. Um, I'm going to send a message. Hey, let's shift gears. Yeah. I think we, I think we kind of covered good overview of the signs. You have something that I'm sure came out of authoring your journal. Um, and working with coaching clients, but you said to me the other day, um, every 90 days, you you take your clients through a practice of resetting their schedule. Talk about mm -hmm. that. Why does that relate to fatigue and, and recharging? Right, well, our I really believe that our schedules are only good for a 90 day cycle. Couple of really basic reasons. You're gonna drive my assistant crazy with this line because she manages my schedule. Okay, so <laughs> first of all, the sun rises at a different time. The sun sets at a different time. Like think Even about what's that? Even in Canada. <laughs> right. So perfect example. Right now, it gets light before 5 a.m. Mm. In winter, I'm lucky to see daylight before 8 a.m. Yeah. That that impacts if you're doing outdoor workout, that impacts your schedule. So don't try to have a perfect schedule for the end of time. Um your personal demands, like as parents, the kids may be in different sports, different school schedules. As a result, you've got, you've got to adjust your schedule, right? Your morning routine may be off two mornings a week if your kid has swim practice versus summer camp, right? So be practical for me because you say resetting schedule and I just have this, this quasi panic attack of all of the things that have been dialed in, all of the blocks, all of my regular client meetings or trainings or team meetings or huddles, are you saying delete those and start over or what are you talking about? No, I'm talking about a, it, the main adjustment is like the bookends, right? So when are you starting your work day and when Got are it. you ending your work day? Like I know a couple of teams that they say, hey guys, you know what? Friday end a work day is gonna be 1 p.m. Take the afternoon off, yeah, right? recharge. Right. Recharge. Right. And so it's like, when are you starting work? When are you stopping work? When are you going or when are you getting up in the morning? When are you going to bed? Right. The stuff, the client meetings, the team huddles, 90% of that can stay the same. I would just all, I would look at that and go, okay, how am I feeling at the end of every day? Like, I know I do that with my coaching schedule. I'm like, okay, I'm really burnt out on a certain day. Maybe I need to do less coaching calls on that day and have more like CEO business building time. So I like that. Just I like, what I hear you saying, what I hear you saying that's rushing is your morning routine and your evening routine are really the most important. If you want to talk about, and again, I'm probably making some assumptions, but 
for sake of our conversation, if you want to talk about how do I really deal with challenges and fatigue and recharging in my business, look at your routines first. Not much to do with real estate. Look at the routines to which you wake up to and look at the routines to which you wind down to. And I saw something, uh, Janet, that you did. Um, I want to say it was like this time last year when we were in the beginning of the pandemic, you did something at the Tom Ferry, one of the shows, or I think it was a pivot thing or something we were doing where you walked through really well done the slide deck with the morning routine and the evening routine. I got something out of it. Talk about that. Um, what are some of the things? So morning routine, you want to do a couple of things, right? You want to get, you got to have some kind of cardio right? You want to get your body moving. You yep. want to do something for your mind, right? Affirmations, gratitude lists, something that just keeps you really focused. You also want to, if you have kids, maybe you want to do something magical in the, the morning before they're off to school or off to summer camp. Like just establish these little traditions of what you do. So you, so you just like, it's a, it's a predictable pattern and you look you look forward to it. Um, you said something that I, like not many people do, but it's so important is look at your schedule. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. do you not get a ton of value by looking at your schedule yeah. before you start yeah. your day? For, for me, the schedule um, observation is part of my quiet time. And so I'm, you know, as a person of faith, I'm looking at the things that I have on my schedule and saying, what do I need to draw out of this today? What quite like I looked at a couple of things that are on my schedule this morning, early this morning, and said, "Okay, Lord, that is not going to be an easy conversation. How do I need it to go?" And I shut up. And I'm yeah. telling you what, I've gotten some amazing downloads for. I would never have thought of that if I didn't go through that routine. Yeah, no, it, that's a really good thing. Before this is a little bit of a sidebar, but before you go into any kind of meeting. Like, how, like visualize it. Like, how do you want it to go? Like, even write it out. Like, that's one of the things I don't make to-do lists. I make daily outcomes lists. Yeah. Right. And I, and I visualize a certain meeting I'm going to have. Like, what do I want to get out of it? Especially if it's some kind of, like, strategy session. Mm -hmm. And just all those visualization techniques. But too many times we get up in the morning and just react to emails or react to text messages. And then we're just frazzled from the start. So decide when you need to start your work day and then reverse engineer that, right? When does that mean you have to get out of bed? What does that mean you need to do the night before? So that routine is like as easy and as predictable as, as so, possible. So fast forward us there because you had some, in the presentation I saw a year ago, you had some really good hacks on the wind down, the evening routine. Well, if you want to have a good morning routine, you got to have a good evening routine. Mm -hmm. um, I find that people are better at building their morning routine because there's usually parameters like, hey, I have to get this kids to school. So I have to be out of the house at this amount of time, or I have to meet my team at the office, oh. right? But we're not as good as being disciplined and creating an evening routine. So a step number one is establish when it's lights out. Like yeah. when is that time when it's like mm, lights out, right? And I literally have that in my calendar because every to, time- Do you have that sleep function on your iPhone? What's that? 
Do you use the sleep function on the iPhone? I don't, but you know what it is? It's only because I haven't thought of it, but it is a really, really good. It's yeah. really good. Any day of the week, you can program differently. 45 minutes before, it says wind down on your screen time. Yeah. Automatically alerts you. Bedtime is at this time. Start winding down on your screen time or use uh, blue blockers at that time. By the way, I always thought that was an interesting. Do you remember this when Dr. Amen spoke at, uh, I think it was Elite Retreat with Tom, and he said, you don't need blue blockers on during the day. You have daylight outside. So the very essence of daylight is going to tell your brain it's time to be awake. Blue blockers are really for your evening routine and nighttime routine if you're watching TV. To, okay. So your brain is being programmed to it's time to go to sleep, get those blue lights out. Yeah, we really, I mean, he's he's fascinating. Like he's taught me a lot about just really, really, really taking care of your brain. Mm -hmm. um, so in, in addition to having a discipline of when it's lights out is have another calendar appointment that's 30 minutes before that says prepare for tomorrow. And every night when it goes off, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, good. And then have your routine of what you're going to do in that 30 minutes. <clears throat> Maybe it's like put the beans in the grinder, put your gym gear by the front door, you know, put the water in the kettle, like whatever it is that's going to make tomorrow easier and more productive. So the biggest challenge in my, and I just talked about my alert that tells me it's time to wind down, but my biggest challenge is remembering to do the review for tomorrow and the gratitudes for before bed. It's the biggest challenge to, how do you do that? Like, what would you tell me? So what's challenging about it? Remembering to do it. <laughs> It's remembering to do those two activities. I don't have a problem with remembering to wind down. I don't have a problem with remembering to put my glasses on if I'm still reading off of my iPad or phone. I okay. just struggle to remember to do the gratitudes or the review of my schedule tomorrow. Okay. So you could even just in your calendar event, you could literally remind yourself what to do. Like it's as simple as that. Like instead of just saying prepare for tomorrow, put that checklist in there um, gratitude with you, with your gratitudes. Are you writing them? Are you saying them? Writing them, writing yeah, them. Affirmations where are spoken. Gratitudes are written. And where are you writing them? It depends. Sometimes it's in my notebook. Sometimes it's in the journal. Okay. Having a consistent place would help, right? Having Why? a consistent place where you write them would help because that's your trigger of, and then having that journal or having that notebook by your bedside would also mm -hmm. be the trigger there that's there. There it is. I like being your guinea pig. That's good. <laughs> I know how this game goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, but it's, it's funny, like all these little hacks that we've learned and now we're sharing, they're not rocket science. But Yeah, so let's, let's, let's transition to that, Janet, because... We, we, we talked about the signs. We talked about the resetting of the schedule, which I think is a macro hack. Um, it's not something you do every day, but it's something you need to probably do once a quarter. Um, and I really like the macro hacks of the morning routine and the evening routine. Are they working for you is the, the thing that I got from that, right? Stop beating yourself up. Look at your workout time. Is that working for you? If that time's not working for you, what's another one you want to throw in there? 
let's talk about some of the micro hacks. And and um, I would love to let me just give you this one because it's the one I've yeah. been wrestling with. And um, the one I've been wrestling with is decision fatigue. Um, I know that I have a peak state cognitively in my day, and it's always in the morning. Okay. Um, I've, always, I've always been a morning person. Um, I'm an early riser. My my circadian rhythm is just programmed to wake up. I joked this morning that I slept in till five because <laughs> um, 4.45 is normal wake up time, but I slept in till five. Um, but my peak state is somewhere in the 8 to 10 a.m. time frame. That's the just where things are flowing, where I'm on. The challenge is if I have a day where I'm starting my calls, my coaching calls at 6.30 or 7 in the morning, somewhere around 11.30 or 12, I can feel it going. Right. And the hack, the thing that I'm, I know that I need to do is I've got to get out. I don't need to take a nap, but I need to get out and refresh. I need to change the, the use of my brain from making decisions and helping people solve problems to just chill, to yeah. read, to people watch, to distract, to eat a great lunch, yes. um, have a nice tea. What are your thoughts I, on that? So first of all, good on you for recognizing that. Because I think that a lot of people haven't looked into themselves enough to go, oh, yeah, I have a peak state, too. Yeah. Right? And I mean, think I know that, by the way. It's Tom covering it one time. <laughs> okay. But it's Tom really But it's good that you did something about it. Yeah. Right? It's it, it's it's good that you like reflected and, and looked at your day and did something about it. And it's good that you've set boundaries around your schedule. So if you've got a bunch of coaching calls and someone asks you for a meeting. You don't look and go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm free. I can go in there. You're like, yeah. no, no, no. I know how this my brain works. Yeah. That's a non-negotiable. Yeah. So if you're watching this or listening to this and you're like, yeah, that's me too. The hack is to block out that re recharge time. The hack is 12 to 130. And don't feel guilty for taking 60 to 90 minutes. Yeah, you might only need 25 to have lunch. But it's about recharge and for you to be better in the second half of the day. Some of us that are showing property and going on listing appointments need to be in a second wind peak state from three to five or four to six. Yeah. You're not going to be able to be that way if you're burned out by noon and you haven't recharged yourself. Yeah, Abs no, absolutely. I actually have in my calendar from eight till 10 at night, I call it squirrel time. So those are all the things that potentially distract me during the day. So I have this little talk with myself. I'm like, no, no, no. You can do that in squirrel time tonight. So that's like watching videos or online shopping or stuff that. Here's know. a little tongue in cheek for you. Okay. <laughs> every time I hear somebody say, I talk to myself, I got to know. So do you talk back? Yes. If you I say no, no, no. So. <laughs> So if you talk to yourself and you talk back, does that need medicine? Is that what? <laughs> does that require some medicine? Yeah, maybe. Are you in the rocking chair in the corner of the room? No, no. Uh, so no, that's I like I like that you're I like that you're doing that. 
I think that's really, really smart. The um, and so I and I think too, it's all about interrupting the patterns. Yeah. Because I think we can get into these cycles where we just keep doing. We just get into the habit, and it's not making us better. And we just keep we tend to go down this rabbit hole of lack of energy. So one of the hacks that really helps me is I debrief on my day. And I just ask myself three things. What were my wins? What were my losses? How can I improve? Yeah. Huge part of the no matter what journal. Love those questions in there. And I also think those are questions, not think, I've used them, Janet. Those are questions that I've asked to debrief with clients, like teams that I only talk to twice a month mm -hmm. when I'm asking about the previous month. Yeah. Great self-reflective questions. So what, what's important about them is we can get into a negative headspace and we always have to find something good that happened during the day, right? So you need to reward yourself, go like, what were my wins, yeah. right? And remind yourself of what went really well. And then the losses and how can I improve? Just acknowledge what, what went wrong. Like, oh, I slept in again. I can't believe, or I skipped lunch again. I can't believe it. Right. So then it's like, OK, how can I improve? Yep. You know what? If someone asks me for a meeting from 12 to one, I'm not going to book it in because I know I need that time for me yep. myself, because if we don't interrupt the pattern, then we just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. All right. So here's my final hack because we're almost done with this episode of the tailgate. Um, my, my hack on this is have some boundaries. Um, for those of you in the business, you do not need to be a slave to your phone. Um, you know, I, I dare say that your profession is in the professional space of professional services that is not unlike an attorney, not unlike a CPA, not unlike a doctor who doesn't answer their phone all the time. Mm -hmm. They actually have a schedule and an hours that they work. But yet in our business, oh, I'm available 24 seven. And, you know, uh, you can call me anytime or things that we say when we first meet people. And it's no wonder they're blowing you up at 830 at night and asking you for some advice. So my challenge to you is have a boundary where you're cutting it off. Have a boundary where your do not disturb gets turned on and be okay with the fact that they're okay getting your question answered or their question answered tomorrow morning. Do you have that chat when you take on new clients? Yeah, I don't necessarily have to with my team leaders that I coach, but definitely with the team members. Yeah, um, I was thinking more. Like, oh, I'm not going to this guy I'm, that's attached yeah. to your phone. Yeah, it gets taken off. Yeah, and your actual phone. So I was pointing at my watch for those of you that are listening, and your actual phone gets left in the laundry room at seven o'clock. There's no temptation. Yeah. Your watch gets taken off, so you're not getting alerted to that which is blowing up on your phone, and your phone is left in the laundry room. And watch how you're going to be okay. Yeah. And so is your client. Yeah. No, it, it. I'll never forget, like, before I got my license, on it, but I was a, a client selling our house. Our agent, who was a top producer, as soon as we signed the listing contract, he was like, okay, here's the deal. I work from these hours to these hours. I have a dinner with my children from these hours to these hours. So I'm not answering my phone. I do check email before bed. You will hear back from me yeah. before 10 a.m. Is that okay with you? I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good. 
right? And it, it, yeah, no, you're right. No, you're right. So I know I agree with you boundaries. And I would say my final thought is we would never cancel a meeting with our client. We're very respectful for our meetings with other people. Give yourself that same respect, right? Ooh, don't, don't, break, don't break meetings with ourselves because sometimes we hear from our coaching clients that they're exhausted or they didn't get done what they needed to get done because they, a client asked them for a showing at 10 a.m. and they went out and did it, but they really should have been doing something else working on their business. So I think there's an overarching theme. And uh, if you're watching or listening to this as a recorded version, first of all, thank you. Um, and uh, we love the feedback. We love if you're watching the recorded version, we still see it. Jade, I see your comment. Thank you. I think I answered your question about, do we write these down? Yes. Um, gratitudes I write, affirmations I speak out loud. Um, it's just always been my practice. And the, the act of writing out the gratitudes is really special. Um, and it slows me down to think. But affirmations are a list of, of affirmations that I regularly go to and I have them memorized now and I just read them out loud. Um, but I, I would say that there's a theme with, uh, with our conversation today and it's routine. And when you're struggling with fatigue, first question you want to ask yourself, actually, ironically, I've watched and listened to Tom do it several times. How's your routine? Like share with me before we go after the issue you want to talk about. Tell me how your morning routine is. And you'll hear this. Ugh. <laughs> or I've been off for about a couple weeks. I knew it. I actually knew that answer before you told me. Because if your routine is on, that thing that you're dealing with wouldn't be a thing. Because right. you're in your routine. Um, it's amazing how it works. Um, and so if you want more information on that, um, feel free to like DM us or message us back. And you got an expert here in Janet who's authored an actual journal that you can purchase or we can maybe just coach you up a little bit and have a conversation. Yeah, Janet? You got it. All right, guys. Thanks again yeah. for watching. See you next time. Okay. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want more information with notes, mentions, links, and everything else, head on over to our Facebook page. It's called The Tailgate Show. Kindly show us some support, subscribe, leave a comment, wherever you might be listening, whether it's the recorded version or live. Thank you so much in advance. See you soon.